uh, super insightful episode for you guys today with Shannon Rose. Uh, Shannon Rose Farrell Jackson out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. She is, she is my favorite kind of consultant. She bases everything around uh, love-based business, and that's kind of her thing. She's a healer. She's an igniter. She wasn't always on this path. Uh, she was going one direction, rerouted to corporate America, and uh, is in, involved globally with business and consulting. She's Shannon Rose. <laughs> Great to have you today. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. You're a speaker on emotional change, and you've kind of self-described yourself as uh, a sunshine and rainbow person. <laughs> yes. Very cool. <laughs> I almost thought about bringing pom-poms and putting on some sort of eye black and I kind of get in the moment with you. I feel like I'm going to get fired up for the next half hour. <laughs> like I said, I'm coming in hot in this one. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Yes. So you, you say you're a sunshine and rainbows person and you work with the corporate world. How do you manage to weave that in there? Because, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't totally on board with that. How do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> It's been interesting, um, you know, working with many cultures around the world, uh, my sunny disposition or my eternally optimistic outlook on life uh, isn't always taken in a positive way, go figure, right. or it wears on people or they don't understand how can I be so happy all the time, um, even when things are serious or not going well. And, um, you know, to start off with, I felt guilty about that. I was like, well, I don't know why. Why, why am I happy <laughs> even when things aren't going well? And I really took time to work on that and discover that and realize that that's actually something I bring to the table. That's something I bring into this yeah. world as I channel yeah. that love, that light, and that positivity and even amidst times of despair, times of darkness, thing, you know, when teams can't figure out how to get through a situation, I end up being sometimes that beacon, yeah. that beacon of hope, providing right. a little sliver of something mm. to say, hey, we can do this. Yes. Shannon Rose can do it. And sometimes it's not easy to be happy, but it is that, you know, making that choice in every single moment to say, this is how I want to show up to this. So. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, and you seem so confident now. Curious, have you always been this person? I mean, have you always been this confident? <laughs> no, actually, my mom likes to joke that when I was uh, eight years old, that I would even be afraid to ask, you know, a clerk or anybody for, to even like, where's the bathroom? I'd say, yeah, yeah. mom, can you ask them for me? Yeah. Um, but there was a moment actually when I was in fifth grade, I was a head taller than almost everybody in my grade. And it was the first women's basketball league that was brought to our school. And they said, you know, you're obviously tall, you're big, you should do this. Um, and I went onto the court and I kept knocking everybody over, right? <laughs> I would go up for a rebound and I'd everybody would just go flying because I was That's so funny. much bigger than everybody. Yeah. And I kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'd reach a hand down to try to lift 
everybody up, even people on the other team. And finally, my coach, he marched on over and he said, don't you ever apologize for your strength. Right. And he said, he said, you say sorry one more time and I'm going to bench you. <laughs> and I was like, that was a turning point for me. Don't ever apologize for your strength. And he was right. He was like, you know what? This, there's some things you just bring into this world and you don't always need to hide that. You don't always need to suppress those things just to make everybody else comfortable. And yeah. so um, that was when I really started to unpeel the confident Shannon Rose right. that I am. And then I just started putting myself in more and more uncomfortable situations. <laughs> that's how it works though, right? Yeah, I mean, that's how you it learn works. To get, you learn to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yes. That's, yeah. and, and it's amazing how many, I'm the same way. So you and I, we sound like, I feel like we're twins because- <laughs> Torn cloth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I was little, when I was in elementary, I was the kid that I was the kid that would go up to the recess duty and I'd be the big hugger. Like I was the kid that snuggles up to the teacher and and was afraid to talk in front of the class. Uh, right. It took me it took me a while before I actually got confident to do those kind of things. And those that know me now would never guess that. Right. Uh, but never. <laughs> We're the same way. And I feel, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like it's those experiences that have helped me understand the perspective of others. Like it, I, I'm not at all saying that. I, I mean, I know there's people that have way tougher than me and on the grand scheme of things, like what, I, what we're talking about right now, there's far worse, right? But in terms of our people skills, we've been the shy guy. We've been the person in the middle now you know you're confident now you're you're speaking to people all over the world and you're a beam of light for others when you know at one point maybe you needed someone else to do that for you and you had your coach that did that for you that was really cool that's right and yeah. i like you say it's the mentors and the people in your life that you learn from, right? There's some things we come into this world innately having. We have personality, we have certain amounts of light and love in us. Um, but it does help to have others show us what that looks like, what that feels like when you have a love-based environment, when you are able to feel safe enough to take chances to build that resilience and become confident without um, others creating and helping you create that space to be safe, to do that and to launch yourself and to have those experiences, um, you otherwise close up. Right. And then you don't feel like you can do that. And I was absolutely blessed a thousand times with um, one, a wonderful family and also just mentors in my life who, saw things in me and were able to say, let's try this. And right. I'd be like, I don't know. I can't do that. <laughs> They're like, well, you, you don't know if you can do it because you've never tried. So. Right. <laughs> and that I've, I talk about this a lot is, uh, you know, a lot of people don't try things because they've been scarred from a previous experience. They haven't had someone like Shannon Rose or some of the mentors that we had. Uh, I mean, I had some of those people too that made me kind of afraid to fail a little bit growing up. But people need to understand that it's, it's okay to suck a little bit. You, yeah. Sometimes you got to be brave enough to suck. And, right. and that's how we get better. And 
it's so that's why I just I love being here with you right now because you're that person. You're the person I want my kids to be around. Like you're <laughs> you're the person that if I'm teaching, I want in my department. Or if I'm on a team, I want you, you know, if you're the mom, I always tell people that I always tell coaches that you need to recruit the families as much as you recruit the player because culture starts not just on the field or on the court or on the mat. It it starts in row three. It starts on the drive home. It starts at the dinner table. And it's the same thing for you and I. What It doesn't matter what uh, business you're in, the culture you have isn't just about who's in that cubicle or that office. It's their people at home too. If you surround yourself by negativity, it's really hard to be positive. So anyway. Right. Well, I, I mean, as you know, love is, is a core value of mine. Mm -hmm. and love to me it, there's love based a love based side of life and there's a fear based side of life and that then transcends like you stated into how i show up in all aspects of my life and um when i'm acting in a love based way or i'm creating spaces for love to happen what that looks and feels like is safety what that looks and feels like is People are able to take risks. They're able to try things out. What that looks like is people are able to build deep relationships, yes. to have trust given versus try to earn it. Um, it is a safe place, like you stated, where everybody comes through life and builds up baggage, bags of trauma, and it provides safe spaces for people to unpack that and then by unpacking that, what you do is you help to heal the whole person. And yes, it's painful. Yes, it takes time. Yes, it's yeah. hard. But that's where that, you know, that space of safety and that group of people to support you through that can really help. So when I'm working in a love-based way, I bring those same principles and that, those same, that same value base that I operate in with my children, with my yeah. husband, with my dog, with my neighbors. I bring that into my work. Right. I act, I show up in that way. And I give by showing up in that way, others can say, wow, Shannon Rose is showing up in that way in business. That inadvertently gives others permission to show up in a similar way or in their own way, because right. I'm creating space around me for them to feel safe to do so. So it's, um, it's very powerful, uh, but you don't always realize it until after it's happened. <laughs> right, right. So that's so, that's so good. Uh, I mean, there's so many things you're talking and I've, I've, I've got an agenda, what we want to talk about, but then I hear you speak and you're a coffee person. I feel like I just had 10 dose. Yeah. I feel like I'm quadruple fisting here. With all the stuff that's going through my head, just listening to you talk, it is awesome. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't want to work in that kind of environment? Right. Where, where you're, you're, where, man, because if you don't, if you can't roll out of bed and, you know, something we talked about, and I stole it from his book called Good to Great. It's a business book. It's a pretty good book. And one of the things they talk about, it's called Good to Great. One of the things they talk about there is called the hedgehog concept. And they talk about, you know, you want to be, you want to find something in life, 
you're trying to pick your lane or your avenue, you don't know what direction to go, uh, three things you have to ask yourself. Uh, are, can you be passionate about this? Does it drive your engine? And do you have a chance to be great at this? And I think about that when I hear you talk because I know that, like, I don't want to roll out of bed, one, I don't want to roll out of bed and be mediocre. I didn't wake up today to be mediocre. And two, I want to roll out of bed and, and be, to be passionate, that means I have to really enjoy this. And right. everything that you speak of, how could you not want to be around that? Be around, <laughs> I mean, be around people that love you. Be around people that care for you. Be around people that are going to be okay if you make mistakes. Right. Uh, I also, one of, <laughs> one of my rules or one of the things that when I build a team or create an environment or facilitate, one of the, one of the main roles and usually my number one role besides it being love-based is, you know, come as you are. You know, that means that, and I, I learned this through martial arts. So I'm a noob, a newbie to martial arts, but I recently took up Muay Thai. And one of the things I learned there, because, you know, in our culture, in our U.S. culture, we're like, be the best. You must go at 110% all the time. You must accomplish. And then what's your next thing? Accomplish what's your next thing. And what we forget is the practice of it. We forget that if we keep doing that, we're, we will burn out. We will have mental health issues. We will burn out and we will no longer be able to do the good work that we're meant to do. Um, and so what I say is show up as you are. And what that means that if you are low energy that day, then show up how you can show up. Show up in the best way you can on your low energy day. If you are so, rocking yeah. it that day, bring it, right? Bring yeah. because you'll help to offset and balance the team where others might be feeling low that day. If you're feeling like you have a bad hair day, bring the bad hair. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's me every day. <laughs> bring it, own it, <laughs> you know? I mean, there's all aspects of that. You have trauma in your life. You know, we were all constantly taught, you know, to separate work and life. And now we're in an environment where it's just a constant flow instead of fighting that flow, embrace it, redirect it, help it, encourage it. Those are those love-based words that instead of fear-based, stop it, yeah. <laughs> you know, block it, prevent, you know, force, control. Those are the things that just aren't working anymore. Right. And so, so if you can shift your perspective and how you're looking at your work life and if others in your area those ab above you in your organization those around you those below you um can also embrace that then everyone is blowing and that feels it looks and feels incredibly different right. than a fear-based environment couple kind of just off-topic questions you go <laughs> to a you go to a sporting event are you the uh are you going to get noisy? Are you going to be loud? Are you going to, are you a sit on your hands person? Or are you kind of in between? What do you look like at a sporting event? All right. Well, you I guess it's a depends. soccer game in Europe. What are you going to look like? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Well, what this I'm, pro I'm probably not doing grease paint, but I love glitter. So I'm okay. probably going to have glitter. There's probably going to be glitter. I'm going to have braids. So pigtail braids. Uh, if it's hot out, I'm wearing a tank top. I'm going to have a lot of fluid 
and I'm going to be <laughs> screaming. So I will lose my voice for nice. sure. So probably hot water, lemon, and honey the next day. <laughs> yeah. Sun's out, guns out. I got you. Absolutely. <laughs> other kind of a goofy question. If you had your choice between coffee with sugar, think of the best one you can get, playing international rugby, or a Saturday night watching the Incredibles at home with your cutie patooties. Oh my which, gosh. You, you which one are we going to choose? choose? <laughs> oh yeah. You get one of them. Okay. I'm going to take a snapshot at this point in my life. If I only got one of those, I would choose my family hands down. Yeah. I would choose my family hands down first. Um, let's see. Ugh, to play rugby again, international rugby again, that would be an absolute dream and it would ignite me at all. I'm getting a little teary even th here, yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> such a passion of mine um and then coffee would come in very 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 close third <laughs> <laughs> nice so you um you talk about and this is flying by the way we've we've probably got seven to ten minutes left cool yeah so you, your thing is creating love and business can you kind of go a little more into detail how how you build that inside out approach? Sure. Um, so I ground love-based business in two major tools and that's change leadership. So going by a modular adaptable change process that can be customized to whatever the organization is morphing to and whatever, wherever they want to get to. So I ground it in change practices as well as emotional intelligence coaching. And the reason that that's so important is emotional intelligence is a tool that can help create space and create that safe space um, for those transformations to happen. Because otherwise, if you're working too shallowly in the organization, you're not gonna have the cultural transformations or the real change that, um, that you wanna see or the sustainable change that you wanna see. So to me, emotional intelligence and change go hand in hand to support creating a love-based environment and so that love-based results can realize. I mean, that's right. the main, for me, that's the main point. And why, why do I do that? <laughs> because if I can impact, if I can channel this, energy into these environments into corporate america that desperately needs it so much i'm impacting a sphere where then they go back into their lives yeah. and they bring even just a little bit of that back a little bit of that love-based feeling back into their world and then that spreads yeah. and pretty soon you've impacted millions and right. um, I, I can't think of a better mission to right. have in this world. <laughs> so, so rewarding. We call that the double win on our show. It's uh, by adding value to others, you, you add value to your own. And I had, a, I had a guest on a few weeks ago. She had been a person that had gained 65 pounds in pregnancy, went through some, uh, some anxiety and depression and self-esteem stuff. And then she, she flipped it around 
and she's just crushing it in life now, has an amazing family, all this stuff, great success story. And she said that when she, when she's first starting, her name is Edna, Edna, if you're listening right now, uh, she said that when she decided to make a change, it wasn't necessarily about fitness or a specific physical thing. She was looking for, she was seeking a lifestyle. And I would think that the people that you're trying to help, you're trying to impact, you're trying to help them seek a lifestyle. Like you're, it's not just a, it's not a clever line or dressing nice or it's, it's inside you. So yes. one thing that I was curious about is the topic of empathy with you. You know, you, you're a big feeler, like you're about feel. And I, and I always attach feel to st- sustainability. Like you can retain what you feel. You remember that story with your coach because the way you felt. I mean, there was a great yes. message attached to it, but you know, we remember stuff when we were little kids because the way we felt, yet we can't remember something that happened last week. Uh, right. Because you know, it, it, it didn't sink, we didn't retain. How, how, how do you build empathy into the people around you? Or how would you suggest there's a coach out there right now, there's a CEO, there's somebody out there that's just vibing with you right now. And they're thinking, how do I, how do I evaluate and how do I instill empathy in the people that I'm trying to surround myself with? So Sorry, that's a lot. Going, going, listen, I'm, I'll unpack this all day long. I love this stuff. So uh, first, as with emotional intelligence, you first have to show up in the way you want things to look around you. So if you want your team or anyone around you to be acting in an empathetic way or to be portraying empathy, you yourself have to understand what that looks and feels like. What are the behaviors of empathy? And what I tell um, leaders who are like, I want my team to have more empathy or I want them to have more collaboration, right? Right. But they don't themselves want to do the work. Then I say, that's fine. We can do the individual work with your team, but your your rate of sustainability is going to diminish, I mean, so much. And it'll probably fizzle because you yourself aren't willing to act in that same way. So first, what I say is you need to figure out how you want to show up. So specifically empathy, empathy means creating room. We're creating room for yourself to be able to feel that way. And I know that sounds weird. Everyone's like, put yourself in someone else's shoes. But it's not always acting. It's about being quiet observing and listening not just to the environment but inside so a lot of times what happens is you're in an you're in a situation and you're triggered you know like some people will say stuff or they will uh, criticize my presentation and I'll get kind of a knot in my stomach and I know that's I know that that is one of my triggers because then what I want to do is I want to shut down and say you know what no my presentation is just fine I don't need your help (laughs) <laughs> but instead, <laughs> instead, what I do is I pause. So this is mindfulness, right? And I take a deep breath and I try very hard to reopen my ears. Okay, quiet the thoughts in my head. Don't think of all the things I want to say to them. Listen to what they're really saying. Yes. And then I get curious. So I pause. Awesome. I turn the thoughts off in my head. That's mindfulness, meditation, whatever works for you. 
reopen my ears and then I get curious and I start asking questions. Well, why would you, why do you think that that slide doesn't work for you? Why doesn't that resonate with you? Right. Oh, well, I don't know. I just don't like the colors. Okay, well now it's not a big deal. Or, right. or you're saying this information, but on my team, that's going to come across way wrong. They're going to take that in the complete wrong way. And now we're all facing in the same direction because we've asked a question that refocuses instead of it's an us first them. We're all in it together. We're all feeling the same thing. That's true empathy is getting curious so that we're all on the same page so that you understand why. So good. That is that is so good. Please quit showing off, Shannon Rose. Quit showing off. But it comes so easy. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. The Minneapolis mama getting big time over there. So I just want to touch up on one more thing and then we're we're out of time. I feel like we could talk forever on Part a million two. different topics. But you I just wanted to touch up on practice. You, you had talked about a practice earlier. You've, you've seen Alan Iverson's little skit, basketball player, Alan Iverson. No, Thank I God. haven't seen it. Oh, oh I know who he is, but I haven't it's, seen the yeah, skit. Yeah, he has, a, he has a, like a bit that gets replayed quite a bit on how he doesn't value practice. Mm. Um, he, was, he, didn't, he didn't value practice. But um, you had made the comment to us in a previous conversation about – how most people don't understand what practice is. And you feel like through your experiences with international rugby and Muay Thai, that you've really gotten a better understanding of what that is. Could you kind of just, re we've kind of already touched up on it, but what, what is practice to you? And why is it so important that you have success leading up to those moments, leading up to those interviews? How does practice help you when the moment before the moment so i i love like i said based in martial arts it really changed how i even look at my own success and my own meaning of success bruce lee says you know you must do something a thousand times before you're an expert the right. thousand kicks now right. you got a kick thousand yeah. punches now you got a punch but what that has taught me and what martial arts has taught me is to continue to show up as your best self, doing your best work every time, whatever that might be. It isn't about getting there. It isn't about being the absolute best. And it isn't about completion. It's about constantly showing up and acting in that way. And to me, that's what practice is. That's what a practice is because what I'm taught, right, as I'm on the mats, I went back to the mats today, yeah. and I was on the mats, and I was out of practice, you know, because of COVID, I haven't been able to hit pads in a while, and I went out there, but it was like riding a bike, because I've done my thousand kicks, and my thousand punches, and my thousand evades, I've done those things, and therefore, when someone's throwing a punch at my face, I knew to get out of the way, my right. body just did it. Right. And that's where you want to get to with whatever it is, yeah. right? So that empathy, all these things that if you want to build that, if you do that and you're constantly showing up in that way, there will be that moment where you're called to show that skill right. or empathy and you'll just do it because you have shown up in that way consistently over and over and over. And that's not a sexy answer. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> 
again, Dang it. A silver, silver bullet, but <laughs> pick something, show up to it, do it in your, in your best light as your best self and constantly do that. And when you're called then, and you have the opportunity to act on that, you will. Right. Well, I tell you what, if, if I am a person out there that's looking to have someone come in and, and teach me as a leader how to have a heart-centered impact, build resilience, create space within yourself to have perspective towards others. You, you are definitely at the top of the list, Shannon Rose. You are. Thank you. You're a keeper. <laughs> so um, you have 30 to 45 seconds, 30 to 45 seconds to talk to our listeners. And we have, and we have, pe- we have CEOs, we have kids in high school. We have people all over the map. We literally all over the map, 24 countries. Um, can you speak to those peeps on how they can be the best version of themselves? You got 30 to 45 seconds. Show up. I know I've said it over and over again. Keep showing up even when you don't want to show up. Enter. Information can enter through your heart, out through your brain. Keep showing up. Don't be afraid to feel. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. And don't be afraid to fail. That's how you build all of those things. So awesome. I appreciate you. I, I appreciate you. <laughs> you are you are making a difference and it's people like you that I want in my circle. I mean that sincerely. You're you're on the positive train and you're uh, just it feels it, you make you make everyone's circle a little bit better with you in it. So I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah. you have a great day. All right, bye. See ya.